the leading cause of coincidental deaths. This is Randy Osborne with Florida Eagle Forum. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Worldview Truth. The coincidental deaths among healthy people have just absolutely skyrocketed in the past couple years. Many are heart-related. There's many blood clots, debilitating neurological disorders, and also there's paralysis. In fact, I would say many of the listeners have, um, have friends or loved ones that have had heart attacks that are uncommon. They're not, um, they may not have had heart-related issues, but now they're facing issues with their heart. There's leaked emails show that Pfizer board members actually bullied Twitter in censoring tweets about natural immunity. Um, And basically what they were doing is they were encouraging Twitter people not to talk about natural immunity. So they were actually banning people on discussing natural immunity among COVID. Also, they were banning people from talking about uh, children being at low risk. So they wanted everybody vaccinated. Everybody they wanted to have vaccinated. Medical doctors across the United States are being sanctioned, and some of them are even losing their medical license for questioning COVID treatment or the COVID shot. I would call it a vaccination. I may on this uh, podcast on occasion, but I would just want to make it clear it is not a vaccination. Um, There's no evidence whatsoever that this particular type of a shot is a vaccination. Anytime somebody questions uh, COVID or the COVID shots, uh, Google, they call out this and they call, they say that it's spreading misinformation or false information concerning COVID-19. California has actually enacted legislation to penalize the medical community or professionals who would actually question COVID-19 treatments or their vaccinations, which is completely annihilating their free speech rights under our Constitution. Many of these licensing board deem these doctors as mentally ill or unfit to practice. In fact, I know of medical doctors that have come out against uh, the vaccine, they've come out against the treatment of COVID, and they have been demanded by the medical boards to seek psychiatric evaluations. Big Pharma and the federal government have been quite successful in their propaganda campaigns to ensure that no one who is allowed to question the narrative while social media platforms are in lockstep with the federal government's directive and the flow of information completely ignoring our Constitution that we have here in America. There is a serious, serious problem with the death rates here in the United States and actually worldwide. I'll give you a couple examples of that. There are um, an insurance company, it's Lincoln National, it's one of the largest insurance companies here in the United States. They have paid out um, 163% more death benefits um, than they ever have in the history of the company. There are other um, 
insurance companies that have evaluated that basically working age people between the age of 18 and 64 years old, there has been an uptick in 40% um, of deaths among uh, those people. There is a problem, and but nobody wants to talk about that problem. They don't want to talk about it whatsoever. Here's an option for medical coincidences. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. That was David Wolf. That's at David Wolf at Twitter. At David Wolf at Twitter. There was a peer-reviewed research paper that was put out by Dr. Joseph Freeman. Dr. Joseph Freeman that examined the trials from both Pfizer and Moderna. And he's basically said that based on what he has uncovered, neither company COVID injections should be going on in any more arms if they wanted to stay healthy and live, that is. And that came from Joseph Freeman, and that is a peer-reviewed study. Um, It goes on to talk about the peer review and about the effectiveness of the vaccine. And basically what they're saying is they have no evidence um, that the vaccine was, was effective against preventing COVID at all. And I think that um, if you think about it, if you remember when the vaccine came out, that this was the answer to everything. This was the answer. You get the COVID vaccine and you won't get COVID. Well, that was a lie. That never happened. And then um, as people begin getting COVID, oh, if you get another, you get a booster, a booster. And then we found out that wasn't true. And then you get a second booster and a third booster. And what was happening is people that never got the vaccine to begin with were having less problems than people that were having the vaccine, even as they were going through COVID. I personally never got the vaccine. I've had COVID three times that I know of. All of them have been fairly mild. I do have asthma. And um, again, I never had any problems. I did go to the doctor and I was treated uh, for COVID using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Um, And again, that's one of them that if you look, if you Google that, um, doctors have lost their license over actually prescribing that. Um, I know personally of a doctor that they, um, the medical board has demanded that he goes for a psychiatric evaluation because he was um, giving a prescribing um, those type of drugs, ivermectin, which has known to be effective, contrary to what is being said. Pfizer and Moderna clinical trials for the messenger RNA 
COVID-19 vaccines. We found the vaccine increased serious adverse events at a rate of one in 800. At the time of publication, my co-authors and I did not believe our single study warranted the withdrawal of the messenger RNA vaccines from the market. However, since its publication, multiple new pieces of evidence have come to light, and this has caused me to reevaluate my position. An article published in the BMJ regarding the FDA's own observational surveillance data found the messenger RNAs were associated with multiple of the exact same serious adverse events identified in our original study. But the FDA had failed to inform the public of these findings. In addition, now we have multiple autopsy studies that find essentially conclusive evidence that the vaccines are inducing sudden cardiac deaths, yet the rate of these vaccine-induced deaths remains unknown. While many nations that have been using the messenger RNA vaccines have experienced an increase in excess mortality, more people dying than should be expected from past years. And this correlates in time with the initial vaccine rollout and then with the subsequent booster campaigns. Nations with higher messenger RNA vaccine uptake have correlations with higher rates of excess mortality. While the cause of this excess mortality is not known, researchers analyzing this data were unable to identify any other reasonable cause of the excess death other than the vaccines. Given now that Omicron variant is less virulent and is able to evade much of the protection offered by the vaccines, this creates a situation where the benefits of the vaccine have been dramatically reduced in, for hospitalization and, and death. Together, this information calls into question if the vaccine's benefits are outweighing the harm. I believe, given the information, the messenger RNA vaccines need to be withdrawn from the market until new randomized controlled trials can clearly demonstrate the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the serious harm. And then we have Florida. Uh, the Florida State Surgeon General's name is Dr. Joseph Latipo. He issued a um, a vaccine guidance um, back in October 7th of 2022. And basically what he said is he's warning people against the vaccine, uh, stating that through the State Department of Florida's analysis that 84% increase in incidence of cardiac-related deaths among males between 18 and 39 within 28 days following the mRNA vaccination. And basically what he's doing is he's warning the public that this is an issue. Dr. Latipo got absolutely ostracized for this. Um, if you Google his name, um, he people will say um, things such as um, fake news, that he is a conspiracy theorist, and it goes on and on and on. And that's only just Googling his name. This guy is the actual uh, Surgeon General for the state of Florida. Um, he's har a Harvard grad. Um, this guy knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. But this is what they're doing. Every, at every angle, you can Google uh, misinformation about COVID vaccinations. And the misinformation that they will state in, um, in the Google uh, pages will be a uh, conspiracy theorists are wrong, um, you know, and they talk about 
or they will demonize anybody that is against the narrative. There's a documentary that's actually, I believe it's still on YouTube, and it's called Anecdotals. And I'm going to play just a little bit of this because I think it's extremely um, enlightening of what's really going on. And it's testimonies um, of parents, of families, of people that have been uh, damaged medically uh, by this vaccination, and some of them um, even deaths. Anti-anything. I don't want what I'm experiencing to have some sort of political bent. I just want my story out there so I and others like me can get the help that we are entitled to. This is not political. This is a human issue. And many other people are getting sick and no one is willing to step up and help us. And so it's usually someone says like, oh, really? Which one did you have? And I'll say, oh, I got Pfizer. Oh, that's strange. My husband got that one and he's fine. I'm like, yeah, and so did a lot of my family members, and they're all totally fine, but some people are not fine. And by the time I got to my car, I noticed that my face was burning and tingling. I can't feel my face. The first time I said those words was 10 months ago. The last time I said those words was two months ago, but I'm one of the lucky ones. I, I went to the emergency room probably 15 times. I was a father of a 16-year-old son. My government lied to me. They said it was safe. The vaccines are safe, I promise you. They are safe and effective. The president promised a safe and effective vaccine in record time, and President Trump delivered. These are safe and effective. Vaccines are safe, effective, and free. I have facial paresthesia and nerve pain for the last five months. Paresthesia is a word that I'd never heard of a year ago. But now, it wakes me up every morning. Severe, painful paresthesias, which are burning, tingling. The people who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind. One word describes how I felt in the first few months after my diagnosis. Abandoned. This is a medical doctor. <laughs> Name is Joel <clears throat> Waskog. I did what I was asked got harmed and there's no program in place for me. I was fighting doctors trying to get them to listen to what was happening to her because nobody else was researching. I have reported my symptoms to VSAFE, VAERS, CDC, FDA, Pfizer. They say we have a small percentage, but how do they truly know what the percentage is when they won't even acknowledge that we exist? So she will not acknowledge it. If I talk about it, she changes the subject. They don't understand like, yes, I look fine on the outside, but not in the inside, not what I'm feeling, not the vibrations, the muscle twitching, the fatigue. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say it's mandatory to get vaccinated? After six weeks of neurological reactions from the vaccine, I began to share my experience with people. I was shamed. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. I was told that I was ethically and morally irresponsible because sharing my story could sway people away from getting vaccinated. Let me be clear. I am pro-vaccine. 
We are pro-vaccine and pro-science. And I have always vaccinated my kids. I've always been vaccinated myself. As a health professional, I understand the danger of creating vaccine hesitancy. Vaccines have saved countless lives, but you cannot erase people who are harmed. We supported the vaccine. We're not irrational, we're not ignorant. We're just a group of people whose lives have drastically changed because of this, and we're not included in the mainstream dialogue. And it turns out the primary freedom they want is the freedom to be stupid. I'm listening to Dr. Fauci. I don't have to listen to a million people, just listen to him. I represent science. And if you're attacking me, you're really attacking science. I mean, everybody knows that. Many Senator Ron Johnson uh, began hosting panel discussions from top health experts uh, for the media to hear some of the personal stories of the vaccine um, who have been injured vaccinated who have been injured. So I'm going to go ahead and play on a little bit. I want you to hear some more of this. I'm not asking you to end the vaccine program by any means. All I'm asking is for some transparency and acknowledgement of what is happening. We need to set up a fund with a portion of vaccine proceeds to help heal and study injured Americans and compensate the families who have lost loved ones due to complications of the vaccine. I'm asking you human to human, please do the right thing and help us. We're here to tell our stories, ones largely ignored and silenced, and we hope that you listen, and we hope that you ask questions. Today, I am 18 months from my one Pfizer shot, and I still wake up every morning with varying levels of numbness and electrical shocks throughout my body. They subside in about an hour or two, and the rest of the day is random stinging pinpricks and numbness that comes and goes. The unfortunate politicization surrounding COVID vaccine has thrust me into an intense journey. A year ago, I had a basic trust in the CDC, NIH, and government health officials. I trusted the basic facts that came from my reliable left-wing news outlets. Now, I do not. Now, I question everything that I thought I knew. With this movie, my goal is to add nuance so that we might come together in humanity instead of division. Not by agreeing on the answers, but by agreeing on the questions. It's been over nine months since she got her second dose. She can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. I just want to give everybody a, little, a better idea of what happens in a trial because a I did testimony. not know. When you enter the trial, um, everybody uses a trial app. The app only allows you to record solicited. They're referring to events, trials redness, um, prior to There's no free form putting it to onto the market, the vaccine. Reaction that you have. What you have to do if you have any other type of adverse event is you have to call the study doctor. This leaves a lot of room for human error and concern of reporting bias coming from the principal investigator. The principal investigator for Maddie's trial is the lead author for the New England Journal of Medicine article. What made it into the trial record is unclear. There's no mention of Maddie's adverse reactions in that article. In the EUA amendment, Maddie's adverse reaction was reduced to five lines that was eventually diagnosed as functional abdominal pain. By the data cutoff for the trial, Maddie experienced over 35 adverse events. None of these were mentioned in either document. Maddie was in the hospital when the EUA was approved. I thought that Maddie would be in the best hands possible in the rare chance she has a severe reaction. That was not the case. They did everything in their power to hide everything. Neither Pfizer, the FDA, or the CDC has ever 
talk to us. A year ago, I received my COVID vaccine when I gladly signed up for a clinical trial here in the United States with AstraZeneca. I was assured that if something were to go wrong, there would be protocols in place to provide a safety net, that the data would be collected and the benefits as well as the risks would be assessed and disclosed to the public. The pharmaceutical company agreed to pay any medical expense as a result of a possible injury. We have had to refinance our home to pay for our medical expenses. Like Maddie's trial, we had a tracking app. Like Maddie's trial, our tracking app had pre-designated symptoms in a bullet list with no free form to add any other symptoms. The clinical trial report published by the New England Journal of Medicine says the second dose is required to continue in a study. Because my reaction was so severe, I was not allowed to get the second dose. This is different than what is found in the report, which says that these individuals chose to forego the second dose. The clinical trial report also says serious adverse events will be recorded through day 730. I last heard from them on day 60. I am almost at day 365. That is 10 months of critical safety data gone. The heads of the NIH, FDA, and CDC have known firsthand about my case and thousands of others. They know that their lack of acknowledgement has recreated created insurmountable barrier to our ability to receive medical care from doctors who rely on these agencies for information. They know about the issues with the clinical trials. They know about the deaths. They know about the lack of follow-up on VAERS. They know about the injuries to children. They know about Maddie. I have discussed Maddie with them. They know about the suicides as the results of months-long suffering. They know about the aggressive censorship. We did video conferences with Peter Marks and Janet Woodcock, constant emails with Janet Woodcock and myself directly. FDA's done everything to ensure that the COVID-19 vaccines we've authorized have met the agency's high standards This is standards one of the FDA deputy commissioners. Effectiveness. We train students on how to go beyond a study abstract. This and is Peter Dashi, it's a PhD professor biomedical studies, not at just Maryland School of Pharmacy. At face value. Everybody knows that COVID vaccines save lives. The clinical trials proved that to be the case. But is it true? The evidence is flimsy. The trials did not show a reduction in death. And you can see that there were similar numbers of deaths in the vaccine and placebo groups, even for COVID deaths, with just two deaths in the placebo group versus one in the vaccine group. My point science. Did you just hear what he did you just hear what he said? He said there is no data that this vaccine was effective. It was no data at all that this vaccine was, was effective. This testimony by these people are all coming from a hearing that Senator Johnson put on. And then I want to go in and show you how that they were vilifying medical doctors and exactly what they were doing. Here's some testimony, so I'm gonna kinda of chime in on some of this conversation. Absolutely exhausted about hearing about vaccinated and unvaccinated. This is There's Dr. only Pierre one Corey. category you need to care about. It's untreated versus treated. That the FDA and the CDC actually coerce Dr. individuals Peter McAuliffe. for whom the vaccine is unsafe to receive the vaccine and then incur fatal and non-fatal injuries is at this point in time, malfeasance. 
I started hearing highly credentialed doctors talk about possible other ways to treat and prevent COVID. The vaccines were waning, boosters were being pushed, and proven treatments like monoclonal antibodies were not widely available. Doctors were finding that off-label medications were helpful in some circumstances, and then they were prohibited from using them. This censorship was hurting those of us who were vaccine injured because doctors were pressured to push the vaccine and encouraged not to say anything negative. Was it possible that there were other treatments besides the vaccine that could also reduce the risk of extreme COVID? Absolutely. I'm giving high-dose IV steroids. I'm giving, you know, 25 grams This is Mary IV Bowden. She's a medical C. doctor. I've kept over 2,000 people out of the hospital. And if you look at current statistics, 20 of those people should be dead, and they're not. I'm having the same experiences that you did with the hospitals. So it's not just you, it's all of us. This is another I'm medical a doctor. COVID center, and a lot of people call me up. You have to pick up the challenge and help the patient. We have state agencies and hospitals interfering with the sacred patient-physician relationship. For the first time in my entire career, I could not be a doctor. I had this is seven Paul COVID Mark. patients including a 31-year-old woman. I was not allowed to treat these people. I had to stand by idly. I had to stand by idly watching these people die. I then tried to sue the system, and you know what they did? They then accused me of seven most outrageous crimes that I had committed Ignoring the fact that under my care, the mortality was 50%, those of my colleagues. And the end result was I lost my hospital privilege and was reported to the National Practitioner Data Bank. So here I was standing up for patients' rights, and this hospital, this evil hospital, ended my medical career. So that's what they do. Physicians have all... This is not isolated, by the way. This is not isolated. This in Ocala, Florida, is another uh, case where this stuff is going on. And um, But this is a testimony, obviously, out of Washington. But this is not isolated. This is going on across the nation. These have been granted discretionary latitude to exercise their own medical judgment. This is the first time in my career I've worried. Is somebody going to be looking over my shoulder asking me why I've prescribed fluvoxamine for this indication rather than that indication? I prescribed it for depression, no problem. Are you giving this to treat COVID? Why should it matter to you? The NIH, the CDC, and the FDA are not involved in medical education. We went through a residency of medical school, a residency program. I've never called the FDA, the NIH, or the CDC for advice. So to have them dictate our medical practices has to stop. Every patient has a slight potential thing that we might do differently. And if we don't do that, we are not, we are not good doctors. They are afraid to treat us. We have had patients who are severely injured and are dying, who cannot get in the door to get seen by physicians because physicians are afraid of the word COVID vaccine. And it's this is something again, it is not isolated. Uh, doctors are, if they don't step in line with the COVID protocol that's being pushed out specifically by these vaccine companies and our federal government, um, they are losing their jobs, they're losing their careers, they're losing hospital privileges, um, and it goes on and on and on.
we as Americans need to be aware. We do not need to just blindly uh, trust, um, specifically in this case, in our government and in medical personnel, we need to use discretion. Um, This particular um, COVID pandemic, um, in my opinion, has been a wake-up call for Americans to start paying attention on what um, is being put in our bodies. Um, Another thing that a lot of people do not realize that these um, vaccines are, um, have been developed by using um, aborted fetal cells, aborted babies. And that's another issue that I as a Christian have that um, I do not want anything of that nature uh, being used on me that was used as, a, uh, as an aborted baby uh, to test this particular a type of MNRA uh, vaccine, as it's called. And I will continue this um, at a later date, but uh, for now, uh, I hope you have a great afternoon. This is Randy Osborne of Florida Eagle Forum. Worldview Truth.